0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey Jonathan, how's it going?
0: It's crazy to think that we're at the end of another year. This is our last quote-unquote regular episode of 2019.
1: Last one with real news, assuming everybody takes... We'll have real news
0: next week, it just won't be like, it's the recap.
1: Right, right. It's the year in review next it's week. It's not like I'm next week excited. it's fake
0: news on SPC this week or something. Right, fair enough. It will be enough. real news. But
1: in terms of, yes, and in, in terms of like an update current of events. the week, that's not our focus. Yes. Right, current events. Yeah.
0: Next week is SPC this year.
1: <laughs> yes, yes it is.
0: And then next I week is SPC next year. Yes. So that is going to be fun. So, yes, so so folks, next week we have the year ender. The week after, we have the year preview. So the next two episodes, not a whole lot of news coming out this time of year, obviously, with the holidays and everything. If something big does happen, we'll cover it on social media and uh, maybe even drop something special. It'd have to be something big to uh, to pull us away from college bowl games and food and family. But uh, if, it's, if it's a big thing, we'll do it because we're committed to these kind of things. But uh, yes. yeah, so this is the last news one.
1: Yeah, and I I look forward to the year end. I'm already working on my list of most fascinating Southern Baptists of 2019.
0: You're the Barbara Walters of the SBC. You know that, right?
1: That warms my heart. Thank you for saying that, Jonathan. That that's like a a dream. You know, I'm excited. I love I love putting that list together. So I'm about halfway through.
0: Okay. With my well, you, you've only got a couple of days. We're supposed to record that in just a few days. So you have to get to work. Yes, I know. All right. Well, hey, yes. let's jump into it. Amy, you and I have another new co-worker at the executive committee. Willie McLaren is joining us as the vice president for Great Commission Relations and Mobilization.
1: Yes, this was an exciting story to work on this week. Um, just to to have a new addition, Willie has been serving Tennessee Baptists um, as part of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board team. For a really long time, he's been special assistant to the executive director there since 2005, and my goodness, really has an excellent reputation in Tennessee uh, for his leadership ability and leadership development there with Tennessee Baptist, so very excited about all that i've heard and we just had a meeting today that we you know kind yeah. of a conference call that that we were on first first time to really get to work with him and i'm already excited he's he's going to be great
0: yeah is that the first time that you've like really had an extended time with him
1: yes It it was. It was, and I was very impressed.
0: All right. Well, very cool.
1: In this role, what he'll do is he will focus on cooperative program and stewardship education. He will also work to strengthen relationships and promote increased giving, as well as uh, strengthen relationships with demographic groups in the SBC. So a lot of the work that... Um, Ken Weathersby had had been doing, uh, as well as some of the convention relations type things. And so this is a new position, but it's combining some of the responsibilities that have been fulfilled by people at the executive committee. And then the new executive directors of church relations and mobilization for Hispanic, uh, Asian American, African American, and church affiliations uh, for those areas of relations and Mobilization. He will be working with those people as well. He's going to oversee that group uh, at the executive committee. So a lot. He's got a lot on his plate, but I can already tell uh, that he's equal to the task.
0: Now you mentioned those executive director roles. That's something that we we've we've talked about on the podcast a few times. I think last week we talked about Peter Giannis joining us. We've talked about Julio Ariola. There's another role out there in African American church relations and mobilization role. That will not be Willie. Uh, That's uh, something that Dr. Floyd made sure to point out in the release here, that that is something that he and Willie will be working on to find somebody for that role. So uh, Willie's going to have oversight over all those different roles. And I'm excited. I've been highly impressed just getting to know him. I knew of Willie, never had met him until a few weeks ago. And have been highly impressed with him. And I am so excited to have him on the team and coming on board in January. So uh, a last big vice presidential hire for the EC for now. And uh, we're excited. The team is about together, Amy, ready to roll. 2020 is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah something near and dear to your heart and your family there at Southeastern and the other five seminaries. We had graduations over the past couple of weeks. Got a graduation recap this week in Baptist Press, talking about all six of them. Going to run through these quickly, Amy. 205 students graduated at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary just a couple of weeks ago, including 29 Spanish-speaking church planners who earned their church planning certificates. we got a link to that story as well. There's a special story there's a special story on that one on Baptist Press uh, about those Hispanic church planners that are uh, part of a, a group that is being led by Felix Cabrera. And so uh, exciting things there at Midwestern over at Southwestern had roughly 40 women, including Susan Rainey, who get this, Amy, was the 10,000th female student to complete their theological education since Southwestern opened and was founded in 1908.
1: That's pretty cool. and. I kind of would like to hear about how they calculated that.
0: Well, I mean, I guess they just go through the roster and they count. You know, That's probably something that they gave a stack of stuff to Colby and said, hey, count this. I'm sure that he did it himself.
1: (laughs) There he did. Our our friend Colby Adams. Yes, I bet he did. It was one of his first tasks. Um, I'm sure it was.
0: He's been counting for like six months.
1: That's right. That's right. And he finally got to 10,000. But seriously, I'm curious because – you know when when women started attending Southwestern, that still would have been in a largely you know paper driven era. So just at what point they started calculating that and keeping track, and then watching to say, oh, we're about to hit ten thousand. So
0: it's highly likely that 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 has been done in the past, and like thirty years ago, somebody sat down and did all that. Sure, and they've sure. just been adding to it add every to year. It. So
1: yeah, but it's just kind of one of those like nerdy data things that I would like to like to know. Well, you have Colby's
0: number. You can text Uh, him and ask.
1: Yes. Very cool milestone though. Exciting. Yeah.
0: So congratulations to Susan Rainey. She and 190 others walked across the stage at Southwestern to get their bachelor's, master's, doctoral degrees, and certificates up there in Fort Worth. Over in Louisville, 208 graduates uh, received degrees at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary.
1: Yes, and Dr. Moeller also in that ceremony presented the Josephine S. and James L. Baggett Outstanding Graduate Award, and it went to Caleb Shaw, who is an MDiv graduate from Glasgow. Kentucky, and uh, that was uh, named after the Baggett family who set up a fund in 1980 to recognize one outstanding graduate of each graduating class, and that person is voted on by members of the graduating class based on outstanding leadership, exemplary character, and sound scholarship. So that's a special moment for that student to be recognized by their peers in ministry. That's got to mean a lot to have your peers recognize you like that. I mean,
0: it's it's one thing to have the faculty recognize you. I mean, that's nice, but for those right. who are sitting in the classroom with you and kind of going through the degree program with you to, to recognize you like that, that's, that's pretty that. awesome. I yes. like that. Yes. Very right, cool. Over at Southeastern, just, uh, just a few steps away from your front door, Amy. Yes. 251 graduates walked across the stage there in Wake Forest and Southeastern had a story at their website about, uh, some graduates. I think we're going to see that later at, at SBC life, uh, down the road, but, uh, kind of a neat little story there.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's a, a, a Men graduate that is working to equip Hispanic church planters. And uh, so that's, that's a cool one. That will be in the Baptist Press morning briefing as it goes up on SBC Life. So look for that. Um, yeah. but, but really cool special day. They had 251 graduates at Southeastern.
0: Yep, down at New Orleans, where I, I think Jamie Dew has the most colorful regalia of any Southern Baptist seminary president. I was about
1: to say, I was about to say that. I gotta, I gotta speak for uh, my friend here that his his robe is the coolest because, but he's the one that has the European doctorate. Because he has two PhDs. He has one PhD from Southeastern, and then he has a second one from University of Bristol. And so he got new regalia with that. So that European regalia looks different. Not Bristol,
0: Tennessee. Not Bristol, Connecticut. That's correct. Bristol in England. That's correct. the Rovers. The Bristol Rovers, if you follow English Football Association. Right, football.
1: I don't had no idea, but but the now Bristol the picture Rovers. the the photo that is with the Baptist Press story, he doesn't have his hat on. Uh, that I saw that on social media, so it's definitely the uh, most colorful, as you said, regalia. But very cool. It looks like they had a great day. It looks like they had a great day down in New Orleans as Jamie Doo presided over his first graduation ceremony.
0: Very cool. Bristol Rovers are in the uh, the football league one. Which is like the third tier of. I don't English understand football. anything
1: you're talking about.
0: Well, they had a big win over Ipswich Town last week, two one. That's so.
1: That's great. Okay. Yeah. Gateway and
0: and even one in the uh, even one in the FA Cup this week too. So. Anyway, I don't even all right.
1: know what that means, Gateway.
0: Okay. All right. Over to Gateway. 42 diplomas, masters, and doctoral degrees conferred over in Ontario, California. And Jeff Orge noted that the graduates joined more than 9,600 alumni wow. who have received degrees over the seminary's 75 years of ministry. So, so not only at Gateway, but at all of our seminaries, a great tradition of graduates. And we, we've seen a ton of graduates, and this is exciting to see 1,100, more than 1,100 join their ranks this year. Amy, you're, yeah. you're one of those graduates that have, have graduated. Yes,
1: a year ago, a year ago. We did something different this year in Baptist Press where we did wait until they all came in and put them all together in one uh, for really a re- the reason that we wanted a, the readers of Baptist Press to see sort of the total picture of mm-hmm. everything that's happening in their seminaries and how it makes more than 1,100 graduates going out into the field that's exciting when you think about so, that. Really 1,100. cool. Eleven hundred. We just yes. sent
0: eleven hundred ministers out to churches yes. across the convention, and and not just and, churches, and but ministries and, and different things, mission yep. field, all kind of stuff. Really That's exciting. Cool. Eleven hundred yes. people, and yes. and a fall graduates. That seems like a big number to me for a fall.
1: I I, I think I think we should be very excited about that. So all right,
0: well, cool. Well, hey, Amy, I think we have our last five state convention recaps. I'm pretty sure this is it.
1: Okay. Let's see. Let's let's go through it. Let's knock them out.
0: So we start in Virginia, where they adopted a missions budget of $9.1 million at the BGAV meeting. Officers include Adam Tyler, a lifelong Virginia Baptist, as president. Ronald Gravett was elected the first vice president. Also elected was Carol Johnston as second vice president. And Herbert Ponder was reelected to serve as the clerk. They also approved new Mission Council members. Becky McKinney was approved as the chair of the executive board. Boyce Branick, Kevin Meadows, Rachel Pierce, and Herb Ponder were all nominated and elected to serve on the executive board. They also announced a seminary partnership with Northern Seminary for distance education. They'll be able to deliver accessible theological education to students via interactive live streaming classes, so online classes, and local intensive gatherings.
1: Yes, and, and remember, this is one, there are two state conventions in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, we had already covered the SBCV annual meeting. Uh, the BGAV is the other convention, and they have in their budget, they don't really have sort of the traditional breakdown that sends on to national causes through the cooperative program, but they do have tracks where churches can uh, designate in that direction. And so in that way, they still continue to partner uh, with the SBC in some cases. So that's that's the connection, and that's, that's one reason that we, we continue to kind of keep people up to date on what is going on there.
0: Over to Kentucky, Amy, where newly elected Executive Director Todd Gray addressed messengers for the first time at the Kentucky Baptist Convention annual meeting.
1: Yes, and they gave an award that I was excited to read about. How about the, this? The Women's Leadership Award, first time it's it was given to the Garnet- inaugural award. Yes, inaugural award to Garnetta Smith. And so she was recognized for her years of service within Highview Baptist Church in Louisville, with the Kentucky Baptist Convention, and on the staff of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. This is so deserved. I have such high regard um, and respect for Garnetta Smith. I met her years ago when Lawrence, her husband, came on at Southern as the Vice President for Communications at the time when I was working there and really got to know Garnetta then and she was just uh, just phenomenal. I have very clear memories of some conversations and interactions with her that, you know, the Lord just used in my life, and then she went on to just really serve in a lot of different ways and continues to do so. She's right now the director of the Center for Student Success at Southern Seminary and Boys College, so very deserving, uh, the Women's Leadership Award, and I love that that award's being given. Uh, Way to go to KBC. Way to go to the KBC for that. Uh, They also gave Milestone Baptism Awards to the Warren Association of Baptists, Somerset Baptist Church, and Frank, community church and a posthumous leadership award to Steve Curtis who pastored Providence Baptist Church in Franklin for 36 years um, and they led their association in baptism for 26 of those 36 years so uh, some some Baptized special things
0: 1100 people yeah in those 36 years that's crazy 1100 baptisms 36 years Yes. not to be confused with Stephen Curtis Chapman by the way just correct That's correct. Steve Curtis. In the business, they passed six resolutions unanimously on topics ranging from gambling to sexual abuse to evangelism. Uh, I'm hoping they were against against four on that. And then they also approved a projected CP budget of $22.15 million. They are a 50-50 state up there in Kentucky. And they also elected Pastor Chad Fugate as president of the convention. Elected as first vice president was Wes Fowler, the pastor of First Baptist Church, Mayfield. Second vice president is Greg Gilbert, pastor at Third Avenue Baptist in Louisville. Secretary Wilma Simmons, who's a member of the Big Springs Baptist Church in Vine Grove. And Assistant Secretary Pat Reeves, member of Bethlehem Baptist in Louisville. Simmons has served as the convention secretary since 1991. So she's seen some things in Kentucky, Amy. (laughs) Yes, for sure. All right, over to the Northwest Baptist Convention, Amy.
1: Yes, so the Northwest Baptist Convention met in Grand Mound, Washington, at the Great Wolf Lodge. Now, this I was impressed with. That's a way to get families to come.
0: I know they they've had it there. I think a couple of years.
1: Yeah. So that's we need to I'll, figure
0: out a way to to have uh, them bring our families out there. My kids would love that. So
1: that that would be great. Bring uh bring the Whitfields to. Great Wolf Lodge in, or better yet, we should just have as many state conventions go to the Great Wolf Lodge as possible. We should start that campaign. Um, anyway. Georgia
0: Baptist Convention held in Grand Mound, Washington. At the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so they adopted a $5,315,000 budget for 2020. And um, then they approved a $140,000 Northwest Impact Mission offering goal for 2020 as well. They elected their officers by acclamation. Barry Campbell from Highland Baptist Church in Redmond, Oregon, as president. Dan Panter from McKenzie Road Baptist Church in Olympia, Washington, as first vice president. Dean Kelly from Tucker Road Baptist Church in Hood River, Oregon, as second vice president. They had no resolutions, but did say that they are examining ways to make the resolutions process more beneficial to the convention meeting than it has than than in the past. I like yeah. that.
0: I, I like yeah. the fact that they're saying, hey, we don't have to do it the way we've always done it before. Let's look and see if we can find something that suits our messengers better. I like that. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. All right, Amy, over to Texas where I was in attendance. I didn't make the uh, the list here, the 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 article. Oh, I should I'm have sorry. stuck myself in there. I'm sorry. I should have stuck it. in other business, Jonathan Howe spoke at the Southwestern Alumni and friends lunch or breakfast. It's probably
1: good that you didn't, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) Probably a good thing. Okay. All right. Well, they did approve a $35.1 million budget for the 2020 cooperative program and a $1.15 million budget for the Texas World Missions Initiative and Partnerships. All three of their convention officers were reelected for a second year of service, including President Michael Evans, who's the pastor of Bethlehem Baptist in Mansfield, First Vice President Jason Burden, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Nederland, and Second Vice President Jason Atchley, who's the pastor of Bacon Heights Baptist Church in Lubbock. Is there a better Southern Baptist Church name than Bacon Heights Baptist Bacon Church? Bacon
1: Heights. Bacon I mean, Heights. Come that's on. really That's pretty great.
0: I I like that. All right. Four resolutions were approved by messengers, including one expressing gratitude to Steve Vernon, who's the associate executive director, and Jill Larson, the former CFO and treasurer for more than a decade of service in their respective leadership roles. One on helping vulnerable children in Texas, and one encouraging churches to engage in Faith Fosters Texas initiative, which is a foster care initiative there in Texas. It was held in Waco, which was really cool, by the way, because I got to go and- I was there and I'd never been to Waco like, like I was able to go to that, that day. So that was nice. I enjoyed that.
1: Very cool. Yes.
0: And finally, Amy, we go to the great white north of Minnesota, yes. Wisconsin.
1: Minnesota, Wisconsin. They had their 36th annual meeting at Highland Crest Baptist Church in Green Bay, home of the Packers. They had 94 messengers from 66 of their 204 churches and 52 guests, so total attendance was 146. They passed a 2020 budget of 1520175 That's a 2.3% increase over last year, and they increased the percentage of cooperative program gifts forwarded to the SBC from 35 to 36%. Current officers were all re-elected. President Chris Hang, pastor of Twin City Hmong Baptist Church in St. Paul, First Vice President Bob Stein uh, from Midvale Baptist Church in Madison, Wisconsin, Second Vice President Jonathan Woodyard, who is from uh, Northfield Community Church in Northfield, Minnesota, Recording Secretary Wes Shemwell from Midvale Baptist Church uh, in Madison, uh, same as the First Vice President, And Assistant Recording Secretary Jim Gress, who is a member of Southtown Baptist Church in Bloomington, Minnesota.
0: All right. Well, what's kind of funny is we mentioned the BGCT meeting just a minute ago. The guys from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Leo Endel, and a few people from Minnesota, Wisconsin, were actually at the Texas Baptists annual meeting, handing out cheese. Very cool. Because they have a partnership with the BGCT. There you go. The BGCT actually helped found them.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool. And if you're from Wisconsin, going to another place, what are you going to take? Cheese.
0: Cheese. Obviously. Did they wear
1: the hats? Did they have the? No, hats? they
0: did not wear the. Che- no, they did not wear the cheese heads. Amy, come on, have some decorum.
1: I we used we used to have one of those. I don't even remember where we got it. Why? But the kids. I don't know. I just remember the kids used to. It was in the toy box, and the kids would put it on the Swiss cheese. Thing haven't seen it in a really long time.
0: Well, it's probably gone. But it's, it's a lot of fun. You just moved. You just moved. So if you didn't see it when you moved, it's gone. So
1: that's right. It's gone. It's gone. No cheesehead. Yes,
0: absolutely gone. All right. And finally, some sad news, Amy. Former Annuity Board, which is now Guidestone Financial Resources President, Daryl H. Morgan passed away at 95 years old.
1: He was the president of the Annuity Board from 1972 until 1990, succeeded by Paul Powell, who then uh, was succeeded by O.S. Hawkins, I believe. Daryl Morgan had a huge impact, had been a pastor for many years, lots of different Churches served in a variety of areas in denominational life. And great quote in that article that uh, Roy Hayhurst from Guidestone did with uh, a statement from O.S. Hawkins, just that he was a trusted advisor and friend, that he oversaw activities that still benefit Guidestone to this day, uh, that he created the Church Alliance and um, just did a lot of things that set Guidestone up for where it is. So grateful for his contribution and our thoughts are with his family.
0: Absolutely, Amy. And that's going to do it for our news this week and bringing us to my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
1: Alright, I want to go back to 1951 to the December 18th issue of baptist press um and this is when the new service of the southern baptist convention bp was directed by albert mcclellan who is a name that you and i know very well yes um i have his book right Executive behind me right committee here. history yes i do you know i actually have two copies of his book somehow ended up with two i have copies. three. Oh I wow have three. you have me i have two hardbacks okay and a, paperback that's pretty impressive mine are both paperbacks but i was looking at this issue and so there's a you know number of of different stories but the last one is this sort of profile of the executive committee meeting that they had they had one in december they had a meeting in december we don't have that anymore but we do have a, a meeting coming up in february and i was just so struck by albert mcclellan's writing style and how he would tell the story of the executive committee meeting, that I wanted to throw it out here as inspiration for you and me as we go into the executive committee meeting in February. Um, it, it, he starts out, in the very beginning of this story says, The usual hodgepodge of Nashville winter weather greeted the executive committee in its December session. Smoke, fog, rain, drizzle, and a fast-falling snow, but nobody seemed to mind. And then he takes us right in. He said that it was Porter Routh's first committee as executive secretary. So that's kind of historic. And Mm -hmm. he came through with flying colors. And then he goes through, he kind of lays out the... The budget that they were dealing with, they were promoting Christian Stewardship Week. That was a, a focus. It. They had several pieces of miscellaneous business. I thought this was interesting. They voted to send a copy of a pamphlet about the Vatican appointment, which was an issue I think that was really big in Baptist life at that time. Maybe it was an ambassador to the Vatican. I'm trying to remember. I'll have to look that up. Uh, but it was a pamphlet that they were going to send to every pastor in the convention asking asking that each pastor ask all the members of their churches to write congressmen and senators at one time. So they the executive committee, they, they put this out. It's really interesting to look at this and to look at his writing style. It's very descriptive, throws things out. They also talked about uh, recommending the 1954 convention to be held in St. Louis, and they were recommending it to the... Committee on Time, Place, and Preacher, which is not a committee we there have There was a anymore. Committee
0: on Time, Place, and Preacher. That's now the Time Committee on Order of place. Business. Isn't it?
1: That's correct. Well, yes, except the, the Committee on Order of Business doesn't do, they don't deal with place. Bill Towns deals with that. That's fair. So... You know, things have been kind of rearranged. But anyway, it was just, I really enjoyed it. has got some very flowery language in here. He says, he said, it is hard to imagine the complicated and far-reaching business detail of the Southern Baptist Convention until one has sat through an executive committee meeting. I'd say that's fair. Yep. So, you know. Anyway, so I just found it really interesting. We've got one of these coming up. And, uh, and... And they had just had one, and Albert McClellan, who I love uh, to read his descriptions, and I enjoy his book very much to really understand the history of uh, the EC and the SBC, and he was talking about Nashville weather and the executive committee and Porter Routh's first big meeting this week in SBC history.
0: All right. Well, speaking of Nashville weather, this week, in Nashville, it was cold because it's the middle of December and it's supposed to be cold. So, there yes. You go. Did you have
1: did you works. have smoke fog? Did you have smoke fog, rain, drizzle, and a fast falling snow?
0: No, none of none okay. of that. Well, it was. We just had a little bit of drizzle. that's what they had in
1: '51. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had it was unseasonably warm in Wake Forest and Raleigh earlier this week, but it's well, finally cold again so very interesting
0: yes because it's December all right and it's supposed to be cold and that's normal so all right, right well this brings us that's to our right. resources of the week my resource of the week is an article in Baptist press by Eric Reed ah uh. Eric's a good friend I cannot remember Amy if we mentioned this on the podcast or not uh, apologies if we did and I don't remember uh, but Eric and his family lost their 15 year old son uh, a few weeks ago uh, and uh, there's an article in Baptist Press about that. Uh, there's a section of this that just absolutely just shook me, and uh, I, I'm just going to read it. This is the next to last paragraph. It says, Caleb lived over 15 years. I'm tempted to add only in that previous sentence, but that implies his life was less than the imaginary guarantee we think we deserve. God doesn't owe any of us a single day. Each day is a gift, not a right. It is a deposit, not a withdrawal. Caleb lived exactly the length of time God determined it in eternity past. Nothing was stolen from him. Everything was grace. And um, this this article just, it, it talks about what they went through with Caleb and how he uh, had some kidney issues early on and some lung issues later on. And just, uh, it just Eric did just a fantastic job with this. And uh, we've been praying for them. They're good friends of ours. We went to Eric's church. He was my pastor for a while. And uh, I love the reads, and um, just I thought it was a great piece. He put it out the other day, and we picked it up at Baptist Press and ran it, because I I think people needed to hear that. So it's it's a great article. Highly recommend it. Amy, your resource of the week is?
1: Mine is a book that I did not realize until last week was even on its way coming out. But James Merritt has a new book that's coming out in February, and it's called Character Still Counts. Um, it is time to restore our lasting values, and so it's a it's a a book that just kind of goes through the importance of godly character and deals with integrity, honesty, humility, loyalty, respect, authenticity, generosity, courage, perseverance, self control, forgiveness, and faithfulness. And I've looked at some of the um, endorsements on this and just read a little bit more about it. And I am very excited about this, uh, that it's coming out. So James Merritt, former SBC president and um, pastor for many years in Georgia, a man that I I really appreciate. Uh, It's going to be released February 4th, but you can pre-order it now.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to check that one out, Amy. Uh, James Merritt, gotten to know him over the past few years and absolutely love being around him so looking forward to that book release in the spring all right well that's going to do it for 2019 and the news front amy we have our big recap next week recording that next week so our top 10 lists coming biggest stories of the year we'll answer our questions that we posed at the beginning of the year and look at amy's most fascinating southern baptist of 2019 maybe i'll make it this year i doubt it we'll see yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure.
1: There's about five spots left, yeah.
0: Oh, I may make it. All right. Well, you yes. and Keith and the kiddos have a great Christmas. Uh, we'll hope to do the same here in Nashville, and I'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.